2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Hi, I'm Annie, and I'm with Shannon. Hello. And welcome to the first episode of These Four Walls. Um, We've decided to make a podcast for people
4: like us who want to talk about, basically talk about the things that keep cropping up on our WhatsApp groups.
3: Yeah, so things like relationships, um, things like how to make our wardrobes more amazing and also kind of schooling ourselves on all the news and issues affecting us today. Oh, and of course, we'll be getting some like really cool guests in as well. Yeah, so it's kind
4: of like a women's hour, but for people who still go out, right?
3: Yeah, okay, so kind of like a girl's thing in like half an hour. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, so what have we got coming up this week? Well,
4: Annie Jin, this week we're going to be quizzing a stylist about what we should all be wearing, we're going to be debating the Twitter hashtag MyPillStory, Uh, and then we're going to be chatting, but mostly kind of challenging Penn Badgley to a game that we've made up, which is really exciting, and then we're going to be taking to the streets and getting everyone's opinion on ghosting.
3: Okay, cool. Let's get on with it then. So I'm just walking from my desk to the fashion team to find one of the stylists. Joe, where's Nat?
1: She's in the fashion cupboard.
3: Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, off to the cupboard. Nat, are you in here?
5: Annie, I'm standing right next to you.
3: Okay, hi. Hey. <laughs> hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. good. Okay, there's clothes everywhere yeah. in here. What are, what are you working on? Um, I'm just starting a shoot for the next
5: issue of the magazine.
3: Okay, amazing. Right, I want to know what's everyone wearing right now. What should I be wearing? What are the key pieces? What's cool? Please tell me.
5: I think that the piece that everyone is wearing, like in the office, street style, celebs, everyone, is the hoodie.
3: The hoodie? Yeah. Okay, interesting. The hoodie's quite casual. Yeah. So how how can you make... well, number one comfortable. comfort okay. over everything. That's really good. But how can how can you make the hoodie look not like something you're wearing just at the weekend and like slobbing out on your sofa? I think one of the ways
5: that you can style it to make it not look so casual is just dressing up with a pair of heels, so
3: like an oversized hoodie as a dress, okay, and a pair of heels. So is that what it is is it about that shape then? So really slouchy and quite big. Yeah. So
5: I think Oversize is definitely like a shape that's been coming through for the last few seasons.
3: But it's like here to stay for sure. And is that, that, is that because of Vetmont? So isn't yeah. every, everyone's looking at the show, Vetmont? Yeah. So why, why are they suddenly cool right now?
5: I think one of the reasons
3: is because they came
5: out of Paris. And I think it's quite an unconventional brand to come out of... The Paris fashion okay. scene. So they're a group of six designers, a design collective, um, yeah, based in Paris, making really cool, like, streetwear. Yeah,
3: because there's a lot of street style photos with people wearing them. And I think isn't what they're known for, they sort of deconstruct ordinary pieces. Yeah. So they've got, like, two pairs of Levi's and they've make, made them into a new pair of jeans. Mm. And that's why everybody's loving them at the moment.
5: Yeah, definitely. They've created like a new way to wear street lux streetwear as like a luxury
3: item. And who's and who's wear, wearing them right now? That's cool because I mean, Rihanna she makes it look elevated.
5: Yeah, there was. A, I think there was a street style picture of her wearing the the Vettermont oversized hoodie. And I think she was just wearing them with Converse. So you can wear like she was wearing it as a dress, but then just with Converse or like some trainers. So I think you can definitely. You don't have to wear heels with like an oversized hoodie all the time to make it not look as casual. There's different ways that you can style it. I know one of the ways that I style my oversized hoodie is with a. It's like a goldie and bronze like jacquard skirt yeah and you can just see like the end of the skirt okay, like, so coming just, through yeah so wear it with something a bit more luxe yeah um, that's the way to yeah make it. I think that's as well like one of the things that's like big right now is wearing like mix the mix of like sportswear and like luxe items together and it's not like a weird thing to see okay. like on the catwalk right I'm gonna wear my self. hoodie
3: to work then tomorrow yeah. um and also everyone around the office is wearing ruffles yeah so everyone's wearing all of these like Like, even oversized ruffles on tops, on dresses. I mean, I'm not very girly, so if you're, like, in the way I dress, so if you're not really like that, how can you make ruffles not too girly? Well, we're seeing ruffles
5: on loads of different, like, textures and fabrics as well. So there's, like, ruffle denim shirts. Okay. And, you know, ruffles on, like, jeans. Or, like, even wearing mixing ruffles, even if it was, like, just a normal white shirt, there's, like, a really nice white shirt on site that has, like... Ruffles on the sleeves, and then mixing it with like a pair of distressed jeans and some
3: trainers. Okay, that's so that's quite good because denim is kind of my comfort zone. Yeah, I can see you in that. Yeah, actually, and also that's quite a good update on a white shirt. Yeah. So just right. Okay, okay, I can do hoodies and I can do ruffles, but also Perfect. I want to talk to you about vintage mm, okay. because you have you get such amazing vintage finds. Where where do you get them from? At Goodwill, which is in LA. Like, okay, because you just come back from LA. Yeah. So, what
5: vintage treats did you get when you were there? Oh my goodness, so many. Um, what was my favorite things? I got this like amazing. This wasn't from Goodwill. This was from a vintage shop in Burbank. Is so, that, t- so is that another good
3: place? Yeah, to go yeah, to? that's okay. a really good
5: place. And I think it's cheaper as well. Goodwill's really cheap, but then like in Burbank, like it's more like true vintage. Okay, making
3: mental note. Go to and LA and shop where Nat shops vintage.
5: Okay, <laughs> I got this amazing like green it's like mixed green crochet dress like maxi dress it's from the 1920s this woman called joy sold it to me joy joy she was amazing she was like teaching me about vintage and like what's vintage and what's not vintage did she own a vintage shop? yeah she was like telling me how she'd been on the street for like 30 years and she was like the oldest seller of vintage on that road and she like costume designer for madmen like bought all of the oh, stuff amazing. from her and that like, yeah she was telling me all this story she was amazing so you've got a really
3: cool like maxi yeah, so cro- because crochet is really
5: big for summer yeah, as well yeah. you could wear that on the beach definitely or mm-hmm. yeah so that's something that i'll be wearing and
3: how about if you can't get to la like i can't go to la right now but um online where's the best place to get vintage online etsy's
5: really good for like not yeah. like, quirky like sportswear brands or like Stuff that you would never find like okay. anywhere else. Um, where else is it good? Asos Marketplace is also really good because they have loads of smaller boutiques set up really organically by like people you know either in their homes or like selling
3: stuff. Yeah, you can get stuff. You can get stuff on there that you wouldn't find anywhere yeah. else. It's kind of yeah. You can have that unique item that yeah your friends it- might not have. Cool. Right. Well, I'm gonna go dig out a hoodie and wear it to work tomorrow. And with some ruffled jeans. I can't wait to see. That is a great outfit.
5: (laughs) Okay, see you later. Thanks, Annie. Bye. Bye.
4: So that was Annie talking to Nat, who was probably one of the best-dressed people in the ASOS office. If you want to see more of her, you can stalk her on Instagram at Natalie Raw, And that is Natalie with an I-E and raw like a lion would raw. Uh, So next up is the part where we get people's opinions on the complicated topics of stuff like relationships, dating, lack of dating, love, whatever. So this week, how to deal with someone going cold, basically ignoring all of your messages. What do you do if you've been ghosted?
0: If you've been ghosted, you just need to ignore them and move on. It's painful, but you'll get through it.
6: I think I just move on. If this individual doesn't want to talk to you, they you just don't want to talk to you, really.
0: If I'd been
3: ghosted, that'd be it. Over, delete everything. They are, they don't exist anymore.
5: <laughs> I would say that you should act kind of cool and just move on. But I would probably get really paranoid and like end up going around their house, like knocking on their door, that kind of thing. So. Play it cool if you can.
0: I'd text them again and then I'd start just sending loads of emojis like the aubergine and the fuzzy head devil just one at a time until they replied.
3: It's the first time I was ever ghosted, I then pitched a feature on it for Grazia and wrote about him in Grazia magazine. I really wanted to send it to him, but then I realised we'd only really met twice, so that was a bit weird. But I thought that was quite good, like ghosting revenge.
4: Don't. Don't try, just accept it and
5: move on. I mean, I guess when I was younger, I would not give up, but I think now
4: you have to, uh, when you grow up, you just realise that it
7: means
1: something, so you just let you go.
3: I'd ask him, why is he ignoring me? Why is he not returning my calls? And then I'd call him out on it. I'd withhold my number and ring him up. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely been ghosted before. And the funniest thing is, like, when boys think they can do that to you, and then I'm just like, fine, whatever, like,
4: you're lost. And then, you know what you do? Like, a few weeks later, you put up a pang selfie, and then your WhatsApp's dinging, and I'm like, no, nah, mate, you've had your chance. If I was ghosted,
0: I would get someone better, <laughs> obviously. Ignore them, just pretend they never existed, and literally, if they ever try and speak to you again, just say... Oh sorry, do I know you? Or if they ever text you being like, oh sorry, who's this?
5: Delete that number straight away.
0: Delete the number. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) Nah. Forget him. Okay,
3: so people have got pretty strong feelings about being ghosted. They
4: really do. I think my favorite is just spam them with emojis until they reply to you.
3: Yeah, that that's quite good actually. So, what would you do if you've been ghosted? Annie, I feel like you ghost me. Yeah, I, I actually maybe I'm the ghost.
4: Yeah, you're a ghost. I think I've been ghosted, but I have also been a ghost. So what would what what would you do? I definitely just ghost them back. I think I'd be in the category that's like, um, I'll be really cool. And then I wouldn't
3: at all. Well, and then you start sending messages like, hello. Yeah. It's me. It's me.
1: Hello. It's me.
3: Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, well, we're now going to hear from a guy who, let's be honest, probably hasn't been ghosted. Um, You Mm -hmm. had a chat with Penn Badgley. I did. From Gossip Girl and from the band Mother. Mother spelled with an X. Yeah, okay. That's, that's quite strange. L-O-T-H-X-R. Um And you challenged him to play our new game, What Would You Do If? Our very amazing game. Um, so yeah, let's hear how he got on. XOXO. Stop it. Okay, so I'm here with Penn
4: Badley. Penn, how's it going? I'm good. Welcome to ASOS HQ. Thank you. Um, so we all know you can act. I think there's not a single girl in the whole of the UK that hasn't seen Gossip Girl. But you can also sing and play guitar. Tell me about Mother. How long have you guys been going? (laughs) Uh,
6: We've we've been together for two years, Mm -hmm. just about October 2013. Maybe two and a half years. Uh, And yeah, I mean, we dropped the album. It dropped like hot fire. You dropped it uh, February 26th of this year. And I mean, you know, it's 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 been a learning process. It's been um, uh, a lot of things. I Mm. mean, first and foremost, it's a it's, it's a project for all of us, you know, it's not just my band, it's, yeah. it's these four guys, um, and it was born out of uh, friendship between myself and Jimmy Gianopoulos, who's a mm-hmm. producer, and he plays bass live uh, with us, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like R&B and, uh, and a new wave uh, indie electronic vibe.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who's that babe on the cover of the album? We don't know. Where did you find that picture?
6: We don't. We barely know that. Okay,
4: the cover of *Centerfold* is this like it's like eighties, right? Looking. You know it is. It is. is, it is
6: it's, it's It's yeah. It's certainly eighties, but it probably was taken in the nineties. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's, it's
4: some total babe holding a cassette player. It's it's a good. Well, you don't even know where you found it. Where did, someone? No, well, I
6: mean we found it online, but um, it was it's it's got a mysterious, enigmatic
4: mm-hmm. vibe yeah, like to that. it,
6: and we have no idea who she is, and um, we presume that.
4: Maybe she'll get in touch. She,
6: yeah, maybe she will. See go. you. Or, or maybe she won't ever see it. I think it's probably <laughs> the more likely.
4: Um, and you're in the UK now doing a tour. How's it going? You played Manchester last night. How's yeah.
6: that? Uh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean,
4: we well, What's the mother show like? It's wild.
6: Well, right now we're opening for the neighborhood. So, I mean, we're playing for crowds that are um, right in the crosshairs of the gossip girl demographic <laughs> as well. So, so it's, you know, it's working in our favor. Um... It's, they've been incredibly responsive I mean from the first moment we walk on it's just it's mm-hmm. really great uh, and we're get you know I mean like the past two years the band's been um, just fleshing out our live set you know a lot of the songs are longer and more exper- yeah. experimental and heavier live um, I mean even at one point it was kind of like a psych rock show and then we had to tone that back um, yeah
4: they have a learning curve
6: yeah, yeah. you know and I mean I, as a front man I'm I feel like I've been going in a million different directions and finally finding my stride. So you know, it's 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 cool.
4: Yeah, that's good. It's exciting. So you mentioned the Gossip Girl fans are still out in force. What's the craziest thing that people have kind of come up to in the street and said or done, or is it kind of winding down now? You know,
6: no. I mean, there's still it's still there, but it's never that crazy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like I can't think of I can't think of it's been a while since yeah. any, since anything was that yeah that crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like with people saying. Stuff that's shocking or alarming, <laughs> or, you know. But then, I mean, I don't know. Is I'm still always shocked at like how a girl who's like 15 or 16 is obsessed with the show when it started. Yeah. She was five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm six. Yeah. Oh God, that's crazy. That is insane.
4: That is weird. That is I'm weird. you know I'm that 29 now. Thought. I'm
6: 29, and that show started when I was 20.
4: Wow, that's yeah, Matt. Yeah. Really good. That makes me feel old as well.
6: Yeah, right. It makes us all feel old. Yeah. Except for the listeners. <laughs> <That'll be. laughs>
4: cool. All right, Penn, are you ready to play What Would You Do If? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh,
6: I feel good now.
4: OK. So for this part, we are going to ask Penn three, what would you do if questions, only the difference is we've got the actual answers, um, because we've up some extra.: <laughs> Actual answers. Actual answers. These are 100% correct. OK. So number one, what would you do if you've gone camping, you step out of your tent, and there's a giant bear in front of you?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Am I alone?
4: Yeah, you're alone.
6: I'm alone. Okay. And I don't know, but I think I would, I would try to make myself big, stare the bear in the eye, throw something (laughs) at the bear. Uh You know, I mean, I've heard that before. You like, you sort of, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm not quite going to get there. Uh, I feel like maybe I would just, I would run i would run Hang
4: on, you're saying a lot of answers now which one
6: i don't fucking i don't know how am i supposed to you try swear, you try and way? size
4: him up and then you'd be like this isn't working and you'd run yeah
6: i <laughs> my 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 split instinct i think is to say that i you know what actually here's my answer i would remain <laughs> completely motionless
4: you just stand there yeah okay should we see what our expert said
1: yes My name is Johnny Crockett. I work for a company called Survival School and I'm a survival instructor and wilderness guide and have been for the last 20 years. Bear attacks is something of a speciality of mine, actually. With a bear attack, it all depends as to what the attack is. If it's a defensive attack, then you just back off and you keep your, you don't run. Whatever you do, don't run. Back off, talk nice and calmly as if you were having a really quiet, calm conversation with Michael Palin or David Attenborough. But just keep it level calm and soothing almost like you're talking to a small child actually if it is an aggressive one then fight back and fight with all your might uh scratch punch kick you name it but you um if you kick up enough fuss and you make enough noise uh then hopefully you'll be able to uh, frighten the bear into submission uh, and it that that has happened and it does work
6: has he seen the revenant? This guy, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think he might have. It is his speciality. Oh, so,
6: man. so mo- motionless wasn't a terrible answer.
4: No, staying calm.
6: You didn't get the talk to it like it's a small child. No, I mean I wouldn't think that the bear would. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate my condescension. Yeah, maybe.
4: Um, he didn't say run. He didn't say fight. What should should we give? A, are we doing points? Are we marking this? Maybe at the end. Should we give pen a half point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a half point for that. All right, thanks. Yeah, okay, number two, what would you do if you've just got back from traveling, you've been traveling the world, um, you go to unpack and you find a massive snake in your rucksack?
6: Um, it's huge. So is, is, is it like immediately, like how do I even tame it? How do I even like, because I'm thinking I want to get it into a bag.
4: It's in, it's in your bag, yeah. Right. But you could, yeah, you could transfer it's it. It's in my you bag to. already. Yeah, you've You like, know
6: what, I'd zip it right back up. Yeah. I would zip it up, mm-hmm. I'd call animal control, just be like, hey, I have a giant snake back from wherever I'm from.
4: Okay. Should we see what experts say? It's pretty have?
6: simple.
1: My name is Gareth Bennett. I'm the senior animal presenter, one of our senior animal presenters here at Edinburgh Zoo. As I said, when I first looked at this question, I thought, um, how you manage to pack your bag without noticing you've got a giant snake in it in the first place? That takes some explaining. Um, Basically, what you would do... I I actually worked in China at a a snake place um, where we would deal with um, big bags of snakes coming in that were seized in people's homes um, because, obviously, they have a problem for venomous snakes in China getting into houses and stuff. Um, Basically... Seal the bag up, nice and slowly. Walk away. Phone either the police or the SSPC if you're in Scotland. The police tend to also have a wildlife officer in each region. Also, don't shake it. Don't poke sticks at it. Um, don't even move it. Just if you found it and you can seal the bag up nice and safely, seal the bag up and walk out. Shut the door. Don't go back in the room.
6: There oh. we go.
4: I think he's got I it. Did it. I got he's a point. Got it. That's a full point. Yeah. <laughs> What's animal control? Uh,
6: we don't have that here. It's the same thing. It's
4: You're like, I won. I got that point. Yeah, you did. Yeah,
6: it's uh, the I mean, animal control. What does it sound like? They control animals. Yeah, but we don't <laughs> have an animal control. I, We've just know, got I would call the cops because I don't even know the number for animal control. Yeah, that's so what you he know. said. Right, so, you've,
4: yeah. yeah, you've definitely won. Okay, third question. No animals in this one. All right. Um, what would you do if you've got some friends coming over, like five friends, and you have promised them this three-course dinner, but you've only got 20 quid? And I've looked that up for you, and that's $28.76. Uh,
6: Three-course meal. Yeah, what are you I'd thinking? Prob- for, for five of us. Six yeah. of us. Five friends. Five
4: of us, yeah.
6: <sighs> Love you. Um, I'd just be like, listen, guys, <laughs> I don't have enough. Sorry, man. You know, I'll get you tomorrow. <laughs> no, I guess I would... Am I cooking? Is that the... Idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is I'm just... It's supposed, like, what would you try, make? Uh, uh, um... Mm. uh okay it would involve quinoa because you can get you know a box of quinoa for 699 can you yeah uh, I mean you know not like I mean when I say box I'm talking that I
4: thought it was supposed to be really expensive because it's like the trendy thing
6: but you know people think that mm. but it's like if you make okay. it it expands yeah it's water all that good um it would involve quinoa you know turmeric and rosemary and maybe mushrooms and avocado see this is just like one dish i have no idea how to make yeah th- how am i supposed to how am i supposed to answer this <laughs> <laughs> i can't i'm losing a point <laughs> this is an uphill battle
4: well if we think that yours sounds more appetizing than uh but see, you're assuming Annabelle, you're assuming i chefs. can
6: i can cook to a degree that's yeah, like, fine, you know, I'm still, the, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a male in my 20s. <laughs> I feel like this is an unfair question. All right, shall we
4: see, <laughs> should we see, well, you can learn from the answer, Should we right, see what yeah, she says?
6: Yeah.
0: So my name's Annabelle, um, I live in London, um, I am currently a private chef, um, and the majority of my time is spent cooking for actors and actresses on uh, film sets. Meat kind of almost off the cards, so if you're going to do like a three-course menu. So one idea um, would be something like a um, like a smashed pea and mint bruschetta. So obviously peas quite cheap, mint quite cheap. Grow in your garden, and then the bruschetta, um, which you can put a bit of garlic and olive oil on, which you'll then use in the main. Which I've got something like um, a garlic chilli tomato spaghetti with parmesan cheese, and a, like a really nice fresh green salad. For so pudding. Um, to kind of complement all that On um, a lemon posset Which is simply made of lemon juice Caster sugar and double cream And if you had any money left You could buy a little biscuit to go with that on the side It's like a sort crunch of sip into the posset
4: Well you didn't say me either That's a half point
6: mm. right there Okay yeah so the course, so the first course Is this tiny little <laughs> Crostini thing All right, These yeah. things are all so easy It's alright I get it I get it <laughs> I get it
4: Um, you can have half a point let's not do points I think we should do points
6: yeah that's merciful (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're calling the point system off yeah because I'm losing horribly
4: points have gone Um, what did you think of her menu into it I mean yeah
6: it sounded good it's also like I don't know it still sounds impractical (laughs) frankly
4: cool well that was what would you do if I keep going to say would you rather but it's not it's what would you do if Um, that's it yeah alright thank you
6: well, I got two points.
4: We'll give you, yeah, two, one and a half. Um, so thanks for coming, Penn.
6: Yeah, thanks uh, for having
4: Centerfold me. is out now. Where can we get it? Where can we hear it?
6: You can get it online, you know, anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, free. You can pay for it if you want. You can go to mother.com, M-O-T-H-X-R.
4: Yeah, don't forget that X. <laughs>
6: uh, yeah.
3: All right, good luck with the rest of the tour, and thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Um, I can't believe Penn said he'd actually run from the bear. Isn't that like the worst idea ever?
4: Yeah, although I would have had no... I never in a million years would try and talk to it. I think
3: I'd maybe run as well. Yeah, talk to it like a small
4: child. Yeah.
3: Hey, bear. And yet, please don't hurt me. No, but um, also, um, Sean, how do you say his surname? Stop it, Annie. I, li- I practiced before you came in. Penn Badgley. Badgley. Sorry,
4: Badgley. Penn, not pen Bad. Badgley. Penn Badgley. Well done. Thanks saved by the bell phew um so who is that our non-existent door
3: then annie i think that will be georgia murray hey guys hi georgia how's it going good how are you yeah all right yeah good thanks how are you yeah
7: very well thank you <laughs> um how much of a babe was gareth from edinburgh zoo
3: oh what a guy yeah it's he's a really great he was pretty cool i think we should all go to edinburgh zoo Yeah, I'm into that.
4: Road trip. So, Georgia, you're going to be joining us every episode to talk about kind of something topical, a news story, an event that we've all been talking about, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. So today, you're going to be talking about the hashtag that's been trending on Twitter, MyPillStory. Yeah. Did you see much about it? Or? Uh, I saw a bit, but I'm not at all clued up.
7: Are yeah, you any? I saw
3: a, I saw a bit, but uh, what's it all about? Why, why has it started a tr- Twitter debate?
7: So basically, this woman called Holly Brockwell um, shared her story of um, this four-year fight she's had with the NHS mm. to try and get sterilised. Um, she basically decided kids weren't for her. Um, and she yeah took to Facebook to sort of share this with everyone.
4: Yeah, and then what did people start kind of reacting to that on social media? Well, specifically, this one
7: dude basically told her to just go on the pill rather than get sterilised. That's quite annoying. Yeah, so she um, then went to Twitter and basically listed some of the all-too-familiar side effects that the
3: pill is known to cause. Okay, so, so how did then that start a hashtag of my pill
7: story? So basically, um, tech journalist Kate Bevan then asked women to show solidarity with Holly um, by sharing their own experiences of the pill with the hashtag MyPillStory. Um, Twitter then blew up the responses from women um, who shared everything from physical, psychological, all of the different effects, both negative and positive, um, that various contraceptive pills have given them. Uh, basically sparked this whole debate which, Um, centred around the fact that it works for some but can be really awful for others. So were these stories kind of like people sharing the side effects and stuff? Yeah, so some of the negative reactions covered stuff from loss of sex drive. Um, One girl said, why are so many people not warned about loss of libido on the pill? It can ruin relationships. Um, And some talked about mental health um, with one girl saying, I was depressed, lethargic, dissociated. I slept for 12 hours a day and I was still exhausted. Um as well as physical effects like suffered from horrendous acne and severe period cramps. So not great.
3: Yeah, so not not great really, but w- was it all negative then, people sharing negative stories? No, there were some
7: really positive reactions as well. Um, one woman said, um, I took it for 30 years, no problems, no one wanted babies, it may not have worked for everyone. Um, but it uh, transformed millions of women's lives. Um, And one woman summed up the kind of beauty of the whole debate by tweeting, "Um, I wasn't worried about the issues so many women face taking the pill. I've had many successful years on it. Thanks for opening up, ladies. So it kind of just showed that online debate um, could take place on Twitter. And it showed people new perspectives that proved it was positive and negative for a variety of people.
3: Okay, cool. So it seems like people are getting a bit more open and honest and just sharing their experiences then.
4: Yeah, which is always a really great thing. Mm. So, Georgia, do you know when the fir- like, when the pill first became available?
3: Yeah, so basically it
7: was just um, given to married women originally, and that was back in 1961. But then between 62 and 69, around 1 million women were using it, um, which is obviously huge. And obviously all the sort of associations with the swinging 60s, sexual freedom and liberation... Um, and now i think it's around 100 million women worldwide are on the pill so it's obviously why it's such a huge conversation
3: yeah no i also saw as well it's quite interesting that men were also using the same hashtag and getting involved in the chat on twitter that's quite interesting i think
7: yeah it was really nice actually um For them to be sort of part of the debate. I mean, one guy tweeted about Holly's original point about the double standards of getting sterilized in the first place. And he said, um, remember all those men who became hate figures for having vasectomies? Me neither. Support Holly. Um, Whereas some guys were coming forward. Yeah, so nice. Some guys were coming forward um, with their experiences um, of their partners who were on the pill, like this guy. My wife spent five days in intensive care due to a blood clot from the pill. Um, And obviously it's super relevant at the moment because the development of the male pill, which seems kind of on the horizon at the moment. Oh, yeah. So what's going on with that? So researchers at the, wait for it, University of Minnesota College of Pharmacy (laughs) um, have said basically that they're in the last stages of fine tuning the first contraceptive pill for men, which is obviously a massive deal both medically and from a societal point of view. Um, the Telegraph actually did a survey as well, um, and the results were that 52% of men um, would try the pill. So I think it's looking quite
3: positive.
4: Yeah, it's more than you expect. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how that develops then, because it's still
3: still a bit of a way off. Yeah, definitely. But I so the my pill hashtag my pill story. I suppose the ultimate thing is that people are just sharing their stories about how it affects them differently then. Mm.
7: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Holly Brockwell, the woman who started the whole thing, tweeted, For the record, I'm not against the pill. Hashtag my pill story is a response to people who say, just go on the pill, as if it's some kind of cure-all. So even she acknowledges that everyone's different, and I think she just wanted to spark this debate, um, which has proved really helpful for a lot of
4: people. Yeah cool well thanks for filling us in georgia no worries
3: yeah thanks for schooling us on what's happening on twitter
4: yeah uh we'll see you next episode when you'll be teaching us something else trending
3: yeah see you later guys bye bye, bye. so that brings us to the end of our first episode of these four walls and asos podcast yay yes high five Woo. Woo. thanks shan so remember to subscribe on itunes acast or your favorite podcast app and thanks to all the people
4: who gave their opinions on ghosting, to our What Would You Do If? experts, to Pen Badgley, who I don't think would do so well on a bear attack, uh, of course, our lovely ASOS stylist, Nat, and super informative, Georgia.
3: Yeah, thanks to all those people. And join us again next episode for more chat from these four walls.